A gay man was attacked in San Diego because he's gay. Be prepared for the biggest surprise of the week. This don't gay, say gay garbage in Florida has gotten really stupid. And I've got another example of how stupid this whole thing is being taken by the LGBTQ cult. And planes seem to be falling out of the sky. Engines are falling off. Doors are popping off. Tires are blowing up. Planes are almost running into each other. But the FAA, don't worry. They're on the case. They have a new solution. Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great day yesterday. I hope you're prepping for a great day today. Okay, well, there is some news here that I'm going to hit up. Apparently, the squad is in some big trouble. I, I, I don't think this should be the major shock of the year. I think the major shock about the squad being in trouble is what took them so long. Apparently, Cori Bush has been paying $100,000 to her boyfriend a year for being a security guard or something, head of security or something. And the guy doesn't even have any security licenses. He can't carry a weapon, anything like that. My money says he's a felon too. So we'll we'll just take it at that because look at Cori Bush. That's all I got to say. So she's getting a lot of crap about this whole thing. And she looks like she may lose the election this year because of all the corruption. Now, remember, Cori Bush is the one that wants to defund the police. To this day, she's screaming about the defund of defunding of the police yet she's spending a hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in campaign monies to for her own security and apparently a hundred thousand dollars to her own boyfriend who is no security it doesn't have any security experience or has no security qualifications so that's great that's great remember remember it's all about them the elites, they will be okay. Don't worry about yourself. It's the elites that are going to be okay because you don't count. So she wants to defund the police because you don't need protection. You're not important. You're not going to you're not going to die because you're not Cory Bush. But Cory Bush will make sure she is protected. So that's good. All right? You're nothing. Just remember that. You don't need police. You don't, I mean, you're not high profile. You're not, you're not black. You're not a black woman. And she's a black woman who's got a voice and you're not. So, or maybe you are a black woman, but you're not Cori Bush. This is the typical elitist BS that the left always pushes. This is this whole WEF, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. The globalization thing. It's all about the elites. It's not, it doesn't even matter what color you are, what gender you are. It doesn't make any difference. It's all about the elites. Well, she's not the only one in trouble. And by the way, she's in trouble in her election next year or this year, actually. So we'll, we'll have to see how that's going to work out. But the other one who's in trouble is Ilhan Omar. Apparently, Ilhan Omar did a speech in Minnesota where she was talking about, I believe it was, yeah, she's Minnesota, uh, Minnesota in Somali, talking about how she will protect Somalia from Ethiopia. 
And, you know, because Ethiopia, right? Somalia is such a mess that Ethiopia is beginning to take their land. It's that bad. Well, she did a speech in Somali. She didn't do a speech in English. She did it in Somali saying that she will be there, that Somalia will be protected, and she will do everything in her power as a government official to make sure that Somalia is safe. Well, here's the problem with the speech. I first, I didn't talk about this speech yesterday or this week simply because I didn't really understand what the speech was. I listened to the Daily Wire and, of course, Matt Walsh was screaming about how Somalia, how this gal is not American. She doesn't talk about America. She's concerned only about Somalia. She's having her speech in Somali. Which, by the way, he's right here. All all politicians, if they're going to make a speech in the United States, should be making the speech in English. So we can all listen to it and we can all understand it because she is working in our government. She represents the people of the United States. She is a United States uh, congressperson. So I do agree with that. Then I listened to Candace Owens, and Candace Owens said, well, I mean, I'm not really going to fight on this hill because she didn't really say anything terrible. She just basically said that Somalia was going to be protected by her, that foreign policy, she was going to try and shape the foreign policy to protect Somalia. Then I read the transcript, and the transcript is as bad as I thought it was. Um, she basically made herself into a Somali citizen with power in the U.S. government. And all the calls that people are making that she should be kicked out of Congress, their calls she should be deported. Now, I don't see how you deport someone who's an American citizen, but I tell you what, this tells me, I will tell you that I think the looseness of calling people American citizens has really gone insane in this country. Josie is an American citizen, naturalized, of course, and she loves this country. If there were a war with Mexico tomorrow, she would grab an M16 and she would kill Mexicans. She has no, she, all her love is for this country. She is extremely proud of this country. By the way, that's how immigrants used to be when they come came to the United States. You talk to my grandparents who, who came to America from Nazi Germany. They had to deal with the Russians, the Soviets on one side of them, and the Nazis on the other. My grandmother was from, well, they were both in Germany. Then they moved to Hungary and then Romania. And they were dealing with the Soviets and the, the Nazis. They are so, they were, they were, they died, but they were so pro-American because they were, they saw this country and they couldn't believe what they're seeing. Those are citizens. Ilhan Omar should never have been a citizen of the United States. She should never have been made citizen of the United States. Because here's the thing, and Josie was asked this during her immigration exam. If the United States got into a war with Mexico, would you be able to grab a gun and fight the fight Mexico? And she said, without a doubt, yes. If you ask Ilhan Omar this, she would not be. She'd lie about it, but she she would not do this. 
So a lot of people are saying she just violated her oath of office. She violated her oath that she gave when she was made into an American citizen. And she should have all that taken away and she should be deported. And I got news for you. I agree. I agree. She's a, I, 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 think, I think you could take 10% of this country right now and deport them to wherever they want to go. Because they hate this country. They continue to hate this country. They think this is a terrible country. Joy Reid is an example of that. She was an she was an American citizen when she was born here. She should be sent to Liberia or wherever she wants to go. Go. And and let her live out in the rest of the world and see what the world is really like. Or at least sentence her to a year in Liberia or Somalia or Nigeria or any one of the other countries that she loves more than this one. I think we're really too loose with our citizenship. But then again, I think we're too loose with everything. I think we're too loose with birthright citizenship. I think we're too loose with our voting laws. Ilhan Omar should never have been a citizen. And hearing her discussion, actually reading her transcript, that transcript basically told me she was in it for Somalia. She's not in it for the United States. She doesn't care about the United States. So I disagree with Candace Owens there. Uh, the third squad member who's in trouble is Jamal Bowman. And I think this is minor. It just shows how much he hates the country. But Jamal Bowman, apparently, when he was, before he was a congressman, had been posting blog posts about um, 911 conspiracy theories, how the United States government actually bombed the Twin Towers and the Pentagon, how the Pentagon was bond bombed by the military itself. Just crazy crap. Now, normally, none of this stuff would bother me. And, you know, people are still saying the moon landing was fake, even though there is not one piece of evidence they have that is that can't be debunked or hasn't already been debunked. They continue to bring that stuff up. Matt Walsh had a great thing on it yesterday. Uh, the problem I have is that the conspiracy theory, the 9-11 conspiracy theory, is an anti-American conspiracy theory. It's America is such a hateful, corrupt place that we would actually bomb our own buildings and kill 3,000 of our own citizens. That's the problem with this theory. And I say that to anyone who believes it. I've got family members who believe in the 9-11 conspiracy theory where the United States did it. It was missiles that were sent in the buildings and other buildings came down that shouldn't have come down and blah, 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 blah. It's all crap. I don't really, I just sit there and say, listen, you hate America that much, you'll come up with some load of bullshit about how 9-11 was not a terrorist attack, even though, you know, the terrorists admitted they did it. Even though we had film of it, even though, you know, we've got all sorts of information about it, you still are, I mean, we still got guys in prison who organized it, who are saying they did it, and they gave us information about it. The problem Bowman has is that he's up for election again. Now, it's in New York, Manhattan, so chances are he's going to win. I, I don't know how he wins, but New York. That's all I've got to say. He has a guy who's running against him, and apparently this guy is doing pretty well. Now, I don't know if this guy is a New Yorker, is a Democrat. Chances are he is. 
If he's a Democrat, he'll definitely beat Bowman. If he's not a Democrat, if he's a Republican, yeah, it's not going to make any difference. It doesn't matter how many fire alarms Bowman pulls or how many 911 conspiracies he, he throws out or how many times he wants to defund the police or calls white people racist. It makes no difference. He'll still win. So the squad's got some trouble. They've got some real problems. All right. So let's get to our, uh, let's get to, and there's one other thing I want to talk about. So right now, big tech is in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. I don't know why. Again, the Senate Judiciary Committee is talking to, to them. The Democrats are talking about censorship, about how uh, the social media companies need to control misinformation, which means censorship or, or stuff that they don't like to hear. And the Republicans are going to say how much harm they're doing. It, it's, in other words, it's, it's just a, it's a crap theory. It's a crap, it, it's a waste of time. The Senate could be doing other things. The one thing I want to point out is that everyone is blaming social media for everything. And one at one point, Mark Zuckerberg was there. He was being questioned about kids that were depressed and killing themselves. And the Republicans invited a bunch of parents there with pictures of their kids. And I think it was Senator Hawley sat back and asked... What about those parents of how they have to live with their children dead because of suicide, because of your platform, and in a very performative, uh, a very performative um, showing, Zuckerberg stood up and apologized to him. <sighs> you know, you know who's to really blame for the kids being on social media too much? The parents. I think we we kind of skip. We always look at. We always look at demonizing somebody for what someone else did. Hey, newsflash, I see that social media is really bad for kids. My kids weren't allowed to use social media until they were out of the house, 17, 18 years old. And even then it was bad for them. I see even Josie's kids, I see them, they're constantly on social media. Not as much as they used to be, which shows me that they're far more mature than I thought they'd be. But they used to constantly be on social. Social media has shown that it's not good. And it's not just social media. It's the, it's the phones themselves. It's the phones. It's the tablets. It's the computers. You know, parents, parents know what the problem is. Parents should by now know that the social media, the telephone, the cell phone, smartphones, the tablets, these are not good for kids. The video games. You know, you can do something as a parent about that. Not pay for the phones. I'm just saying. I'm so tired of, you know, blaming social media. I'm on social media. You don't see me on it every four minutes. I believe some people, they talk, some some people are on social media three, four hours a day. I got news for you. I'm not on social media three, four hours a day. And probably because of this podcast, that's why this podcast doesn't get as many views as it should. But the reality of the matter is, it's, it's still a parental responsibility. Take care of your kids. Okay, let's get to the dumbasses of the day. Okay, so we've got uh, two dumbasses of the day. The first one 
is just I, I it's the same I I get the impression we're running out of things to call people racist for. And I, I I get that feeling because they're coming up with just any we heard one yesterday. They're just coming up with anything to call people racist. You know, you smile at a black person, it's because of racism. You're, you're a happy person, it's because you're racist. You're racist. Well, here's another one. This gal says that being nice or complimenting a black person is a microaggression, offensive, and racist. So here's this gal talking. This has gone viral. This has got, I mean, even Fox News is talking about this clip. I was a little surprised. But, I mean, guys, they're struggling to find things that are racist. So let's listen to this broad. On today's episode of Is It a Microaggression or Is a White Lady Just Being Nice? A co-worker says to me, you're running this meeting very well. Mind you, the person who was supposed to run the meeting didn't come. So it could have just been a nice compliment. What do y'all think? Okay, three things. Impact, intent, precision. Would she have felt compelled to say the same thing to a straight white male? We don't know because we can't guess her intent. Did I feel offended? No, I didn't, but that doesn't mean other people wouldn't be. So I think it's both. And that's why it's important to be explicit with your language. Okay, here's, you had, first off, I love that. You have to be explicit with your language. What do you mean? You had a good meeting. The meeting was good. You can't get any more explicit with your language. You had a good meeting because you're a black person? Is that what you're asking? That's what you mean by you had a good meeting for a black person? What exactly explicit language do you need? I always, I, I got complimented for my meetings sometimes. Not all the time because not all my meetings were great. Whenever I ran a meeting, I, 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 I prepped it. Sometimes I didn't. Those were not as good meetings. But to sit back, you give a compliment. You might remember some months ago, we had a gal who said it was a microaggression to compliment a new hairstyle. Oh, well, I don't like that because, you know, I'm black. What's that got to do with anything? Your hair looks nice. If you didn't want someone to think your hair looked nice, why did you get your hair done? See, here's the thing. The question I have when you hear clips like that is, what is the end goal for them? That whites should never compliment a black person? That we can't say their hair looks nice or we shouldn't say their meeting was good? or that I don't think that's the goal. I think the goal is we're not allowed to talk to black people. We're not with these people. Not all black people believe in this. I had a great conversation with a guy in a grocery store. He was an older black gentleman. And, and he, he was, there was a guy in a, there was a guy, guy in a wheelchair. He was going around the grocery store and the black guy asked, are you okay? Now I didn't ask the guy if he was okay because I'd seen him moving around. So I knew he was okay. And, and the guy, the guy kind of nodded and everything was fine. And he said, you know, people just need to be nicer to each other these days. And I said, you know, you're absolutely correct. And we were waiting in line and we we're talking. You know what? I bet I could have said, hey, I like your I like your shirt. And you know what he would have done? Not sit there and tell me it's a microaggression and not to compliment him. These people, these far leftist BLM types, usually Gen Zers, 
They don't want you talking to them. They see you as inferior. And you do not have a right to talk to them. By the way, when you see another race as inferior, and you know that's what she sees. Because she says, the white lady. She can't just say the lady said. It's the white lady said. Whenever you see another race as inferior to your own, that is racism. And when these people sit there, it's a microaggression that you compliment me about my meeting. Okay, only one of two things could be. You don't want the white lady talking to you because you don't want white people talking to you. Or, which makes me really wonder how you run a meeting. Or two, you are insulted that she thinks you could run a meeting because you're black. It's one of the two. I don't see... I. I, I don't see what the end goal... I, I do I do see what the end goal... Is. These people don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to white people. Um, people like LeBron James has already said he doesn't want to talk to white people. He wants nothing to do with them. And he can say that because he's a billionaire. You know, mo- a lot of white people watch his basketball games, which made him a billionaire. But that's what these people want. They don't want to, they don't want to deal with you. They want discrimination. They want segregation. It's really quite sad, actually. Okay, and here is a gal who apparently she believes that she doesn't need, in, in her relationships, she doesn't really need to do, do, do things like cook. Yeah, because she can just give a blowjob. Yes, so imagine you're listening to this because it, it bleeps it out, but it's basically... Everything is bleeped up. It has something to do with sucking dick. That's what they're saying. Okay? I didn't say that. So, you know, whatever. I, I'm not on YouTube anymore, so it doesn't matter. So just to, just put those two words in there. So let's listen to this genius. And what's really disturbing about this, she's saying, I don't have to cook. I'll just order from Uber. and I just give a blowjob. That's basically what she's saying. That's all I need to do. He would rather get a blowjob than, I don't know, eat. So, and and this chick is filled with braces. Her mouth is just covered with braces. So, okay, so let's listen. Let's listen to this genius speak. What is your favorite meal to cook? Mm, Cook? I don't really cook. Like, I just like like. So you don't cook at all for your man? No, like I just yeah, that's all I do. I don't really cook. Do you think that that makes up for cooking? Yeah, I cook a lot of so. Yeah, I'd like rather like call Uber Eats for them while I like their like ask oh. any guy right now like um, if they'd rather me their or like cook for them like they'd say like for me to their. So you think if we asked any guy right now if they'd rather you his or cook for him, they would all say. Yeah, I guess they're going to have to let us know in the comments. Yeah, this is genius level stuff here. You can tell the, the brilliance of this gal. Uh, I, You know, I, I'm going to go a long way. Blowjobs is probably not what this gal specializes in with the $30,000 of dental uh, work, orthodontic work she's got going in her mouth. I kind of doubt it. The... <laughs> But, I mean, you can tell this gal's got a hell of a future ahead of her. She doesn't have any goals. You can tell this gal the only thing she... She is going out to find someone to take care of her. That's it. 
And the fact that she has no desire to make a person happy outside of giving blowjobs really tells you something about this gal and her value as relationship material. I don't understand. We talked about this yesterday. I think it was yesterday or maybe it was Monday. But, you know, again, this stuff in a real relationship does get old. This stuff in a real relationship um, will last for six months to a year. And then the relationship enters the next stage, which is, okay, we're together, we're friends, we're partners, and we like to do things together. Josie and I have been together for nine years, almost 10 years, and we've entered the stage where we hang out with each other constantly. We love being together. We deal with our problems together, which can be frustrating. But we are beyond the, oh, we've got to have sex every four minutes. And that's the whole, now there are expectations in this relationship to keep this relationship going. And one of the expectations, for example, I'm retired. That's why I can do a podcast at 9, 9.30 in the morning. I'm expected to keep the house clean and cook. And I do, I cook, my, I cook dinners, I like cooking, so that's not a big stretch for me. But the reality, and I enjoy it because it makes her happy. I don't need, there's a point where what I want does not become the most important thing. This is where you enter the partnership phase of the relationship. And it's people like this, the Gen Z people who think they're really cute and, you know, they're not. This gal is, eh. she looks made up. She's got fake eyelashes covered in makeup. I mean, you're just, like I said, $30,000 of orthodontic work. She's not adorable, but your looks are only going to get you so far. And I would expect 10 years from now, if there was a follow-up review, yeah, her S-ing D is not going to be the big thing in her life because it's not working. All right, so let's go to our first story. This is an incredible... I heard this on the Matt Walsh show yesterday. If you don't listen to that podcast, you should listen to it. It's it's really great. Um, and I decided I had to I had to play this because I just couldn't believe it. This happened in my neighborhood. Apparently, there was a hate crime in San Diego, or at least that's what the media said it was. And color you shocked? Yeah, it probably wasn't a hate crime. So here is ABC Seven from San Diego talking. I think this is L.A. ABC Seven is might be L.A., but. I thought ABC was on Channel 10 in San Diego. But here they here he is talking about it. Uh, it's about a minute long, and the guy is discussing how he's gay and how he was set on fire. Yes, he was set on fire because he was gay, and it's a hate crime, and the government should do something about it. So here's this guy. Uh, here's, this, here's the news story. A routine walk turned into a nightmare for a Southern California man. 39-year-old Scott Rowan went to a restaurant in his San Diego neighborhood to inquire about a job. He says he heard two people yelling homophobic slurs at him, so he yelled back. Rowan, who was gay, says the next thing he knew, he was being doused with some sort of liquid and then set on fire. Immediately after that, yeah, I just I went up kind of like coals on a barbecue instantly just went into flames they were obviously out targeting the lgbt community 
Rowan suffered second-degree burns, mostly along his side and back. Not clear if he'll need surgery. He says this is definitely a hate crime, and he filed a police report. Okay, we've talked about this hate crime thing. And Jesse Smollett, you gotta you gotta congratulate him. He was the one that effed this up for everybody. Okay, um, you've got to wonder all these hate crimes they talk about, and we don't see any. We actually don't see any. And a lot of people, the first thing to do is raise their hands and say, um, "That's kind of suspicious." Now, like I said, I live in Santa Monica. I live in uh, San Diego, and I know for sure that the area of San Diego where this alleged hate crime took place, and by the way, it's not an alleged hate crime anymore, okay? In other words, it wasn't a hate, color you shocked, it wasn't a hate crime, um, is in Hillcrest portion of San Diego. Now, if you don't know anything about Hillcrest, Hillcrest is the West Hollywood of San Diego. It is all gay. It is gay everywhere. There are LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign poop emoji cultist flags everywhere in Hillcrest. And I know this for a fact because the, the San Diego Marathon used to run right through Hillcrest. And I, I saw it. So for some reason, th again, this is the Jesse Smollett syndrome where, you know, people are yelling, this is MAGA country in downtown Chicago, which if you've lived... In, just to give you a little hint, in Chicago, you do not register as a Republican. You'll get no help. The police won't even come to you. We, my dad, who used to, who was a registered uh, voter in Chicago, had to register as a Democrat because they do not. If you call and you're marked as a Republican, they will not help you in Chicago. That's how it used to be. I don't know if it still is. My guess is it probably is. But you can tell right off the bat, there were some major questions. But the assumption in this news report is that this was a hate crime. Now, nobody was caught. Nobody was, there was no pushback by the news, by the reporter here. It was, it's a hate crime and people should do 20 years. Well, the true story came out. And uh, yeah, it was a little bit less than... I hate crime. Let's listen. Police say a man who says he was attacked and burned in an alleged hate crime is suspected of assaulting a pregnant woman. Earlier this week, Scott Rowan, who is gay, told us he was set on fire in a targeted attack in San Diego. Investigators paint a different picture. They say they got a 911 call that night of a man attacking a pregnant woman. She was bleeding and had several injuries requiring her to go to the hospital. An hour later, officers got a report of a man saying he'd been set on fire. Officers determined the man with the burn injuries was the suspect in the attack on the pregnant woman. Then they say she retaliated using a fire, using fire as a weapon against him. So far, no one has been arrested. So in other words, this guy went out and assaulted a straight white woman, a straight woman. We don't know if she was white or black. It doesn't matter. But he assaulted somebody. But he claimed he was attacked and set fire. Now, you'll, you'll notice at the very end, notice they didn't really apologize for anything. As a matter of fact, if you go to ABC7 News website, they still have the same story. But there's an editor's note in the beginning saying, uh, no, this guy was actually being investigated for attacking this woman, this pregnant woman. And the investigation continues. Nobody's been arrested yet. And... Probably no one is going to be arrested. 
And it's not like they don't have evidence. They've got video evidence of it. Of him attacking the woman and her somehow setting him on fire. I don't know how she did that. But they have evidence. Now you got to wonder why this didn't become a national news story. Well, first off, it happened so fast that they discovered that this guy was a thug. And second, it's because I think most of the mainstream outlets, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they were a little suspicious of it right off the bat. A gay man attacked in Hillcrest? I'm sure a lot of people had questions there. Hillcrest is not exactly the white supremacist capital of the world there. It's a very left-wing city. In San Diego, being a left-wing city means something because San Diego is actually quite conservative. So, again, another hate crime is faked. And the, the problem is the media, they, this is all they have. ABC7, I don't listen to San Diego News, which is why I missed this one. Uh, because Sandy, it's it's ABC is very left wing. It, it's very old, and basically any news in San Diego talks about how illegal immigration is such a great thing. I I'm just not that interested in it and culture and all this gar- Hispanic culture and all this garbage is what you see on on San Diego news. So I I don't even the San Diego Tribune does that. And then the real news that you're looking for, you can't find. They don't talk about. So San Diego news is kind of iffy. L.A. is a lot better. But just that's the only way you're going to have these hate crimes is people just make up these stories. And it really... And by the way, if there was so much, because they keep saying... Something Matt Walsh pointed out yesterday. They keep saying hate crimes are going up. And... And yes, they are. Hate crimes keep going up, according to the DOJ. But Matt Walsh pointed this out. But you know how many convictions there were? Nothing. 98% of the hate crimes that are reported go unpunished. You got to ask 98%. Well, what does that mean? That means there's not a lot of hate crime. There are a lot of people that are screaming hate crime like this asshole did. But there aren't a lot of hate crimes. That's why when they have something that could be misconstrued or molded into a hate crime, they do it immediately. And then they talk about it three years later. George Floyd, they're still talking about it as a hate crime, even though the guys who killed George Floyd, and we're going to, the guys didn't kill George Floyd, by the way. George Floyd died of an overdose. That's been proven already. The autopsy report that was released two years after the conviction, which is why um, this cop is probably going to get out of prison. Uh, They're still talking about that as a hate crime, even though it is clearly not a hate crime. They talk about, they're still talking about the problem in in South Carolina, Charleston. They're talking about the the man who ran over the, the gal during the the white supremacist protest. That was a hate crime. They're still talking about that. They're still talking about the hate crime in the A&E church, which was five years ago. Because there just aren't enough new hate crimes to talk about. If this was actually a hate crime, you'd be hearing about it on the news left and right, and you're just not. So always remember, and I've come to this point where I don't talk about hate crimes 
until we hear the final story. Until there is a conviction. You can't talk about hate crimes because most of them are fake. This one, definitely a Jussie Smollett. All right, here's something really dumb. Uh, And, you know, poor Florida. They're just, the LGBTQXIZ community just continues on with their BS about this don't say gay bill that didn't have the word gay in it. So uh, this is from LGBTQ Nation. Yes, so it's coming from a left-wing source. This is great. A Florida school district has literally banned the dictionary in an effort to comply with Governor Ron DeSantis' book banning law. Now, first off, there is no law banning books in in Florida. Schools cannot have certain books. That has been that, it has been that way since Abraham Lincoln was president. Not all books are published in libraries. Less Than Zero is a fantastic book. It is not in a public school library. There is a reason. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison is a good book. Not a fantastic book, but a good book. It does not belong in public schools. There is a reason. It has something to do with rape, incest, bestiality. All of that is in that book. It doesn't belong in a school. So there are no book bans. They're just bans. I guarantee you the bluest eye wasn't even in most of these schools. Because most schools do not publish every book. Do not post every book that's available. Okay, continuing. But these, these idiots have banned the dictionary. Because it's got anal in it or something. So let's continue. The Escambia School District has reportedly removed over 2,800 books from its library shelves as they undergo a review process that will determine if they are are inappropriate for students, according to popular information. Among the books currently relegated to storage are the American Heritage Children's Dictionary, Webster's Dictionary for Students, and Merriam-Webster's Elementary Dictionary. By the way, I think that banning dictionaries is just, why bother? Kids can't read anyway. And this is obviously a far left school district, so they're not going to, (laughs) they're not teaching the kids anyway. So uh, continuing with the article, the Bible contains passages about naked people, drunken incest, and one sex worker who compares her well-endowed male lovers to donkeys. The district contends that these text could violate HB 1069, which DeSantis signed into law in May 2023. What they failed to say is that the public school district has already banned the Bible. So I'm not exactly sure what, and by the way, that's not DeSantis that did that. That's the school district, the leftists in the school district itself did that. Continuing, the law is an expansion of the state's infamous don't say gay law. Um, again, the don't say gay bill, which is what they're calling it, is not a don't say gay bill. It's basically banning gay pornography in schools. If you read the bill, and you can, it's only seven pages long. The bill doesn't even mention gay. It just says you cannot have pornography in schools. That's it. That's it. And if you are going to teach something, you need to tell the parents. That's the bill. Seven pages. 
Even the seven pages is kind of long. You don't even need seven pages for it. Continuing, in addition to expanding the anti-LGBTQ plus laws ban on discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity to all grade school levels, HB 1069 broadened school board oversight of library collections and empowered Florida parents to challenge any books in the school library. Isn't that how it should be? So if I don't want, let's say, the bluest eye or clockwork orange or... or less than zero if i want those books don't want those books available to my kids they should be unavailable to my kids in the library see here's the whole thing these guys keep talking about you you're banning books you're banning books here's the problem you're not really banning books because you can go home as a parent and order all these sexually deviant books from Amazon tomorrow and get it the next day. These books are not banned in Florida. They just don't belong in the schools. So the this is what it comes this is how it closes out. The dictionaries define the words define words like sex that describe sexual conduct and the removal shows the dangers of the law of the law's broad language. This is the problem with the first off common sense just ain't that common. There's a big difference between defining the word sex and describing two males having anal sex. That's what the book's bans about. If the dictionary actually had a description of how gay men have anal sex, then yes, they should ban that dictionary too. But that's not what they're talking about. That's not what they're talking The definition of sodomy is not describing how to have sodomy. So this is just the left going out of their way to, to uh, through hyperbole, just exaggerate the whole problem with the law. And I'm sorry, the dictionary ain't an issue. It shouldn't be bad. It just defines words. That's all it is. But that's what these guys do. Well, you say we can't describe anal sex. Well, it says anal in the dictionary, so ban the dictionary. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. And by the way, it's it's stupidity like this that's going to just really push people away. Okay, in our last story, um, this is awesome. So y- you may have heard over the last several weeks, and you may have seen videos, I'm, because there's a ton of videos out there, the planes in the air seem to be crashing. Okay, they seem to be falling apart. Uh, there was a plane that actually lost a tire the second it took off. A plane, Alaska Airlines, a door came off of the plane. Uh, there have been multiple near crashes, including in the air of planes. Again, video is shown here. Just last week, somebody had complained that there were rivets missing in the wing and they actually shut the plane down for 12 hours to fix the rivets. This is happening. There was a plane, there was a video of a plane actually on fire as it was landing. It was a cargo plane. And a lot of people are blaming DEI over this. That's diversity, equity, and inclusion. That people are hiring 
the hiring that these companies are doing are based on the race and gender of the individuals, not on the skill set of the individual. So basically replacing meritocracy. Well, the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has decided it's going to go further in this DEI thing. Yes, Pete Buttig- thank you, Pete Buttigieg, who is the head of the FAA. Instead of trying to fix the problems that are happening, I mean, I'm afraid to go on a plane. I don't know what's going on. These guys, we don't know who's flying the plane. Is this a good pilot or is this a black pilot? Now, that sounded racist. Sorry, didn't mean it. But the fact of the matter is, you have a black pilot. You got to wonder if it's because he's good or it's because he's black. And unfortunately, a lot of these airlines are not hiring him because he's good. Now, that's not to say there aren't good black. There are definitely good black pilots. I remember 15 years ago before DEI, there were black pilots that were very good pilots. And most of the pilots 15 years ago that were flying these planes have flown jets in the Air Force, Navy, or Marines. So these were all very good pilots. But that's not what they're hiring for. Now, if you're a woman, you're at the bump to the front of the line. Now, if you're black, you're bumped to the front of the line. If you're transgender, you're bumped to the front of the line. And that's scary because that means that maybe these aren't the best pilots. Well, the FAA has decided to take a step further. According to the New York Post, the Federal Aviation Administration is actively recruiting workers who suffer severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric problems, and other mental and physical conditions under a diversity and inclusion hiring initiative spelled out on the agency's website. Quote, Targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the FAA, the federal government, as a matter of policy, has identified for the special emphasis on recruitment and hiring, the FAA's website states. They include hearing, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, disability, and psychiatric disability and dwarfism. Jesus Christ. So in other words, someone who is completely paralyzed can now fly your plane. Someone who has vision problems can fly your plane. And of course, psychiatric disability. Oh, psychiatric disability? So in other words, this person is unstable. You want to fly our planes? This is insanity. Intellectually disabled. Which means the guy isn't all that smart. He should be able to fly planes. How comfortable do you feel with that? Now, dwarfism? I don't see why a dwarf can't fly a plane. I mean, a couple of things, and I think it'd be kind of funny. Except the planes aren't made for dwarves. They're not. There's a reason you have to be a certain height to, to fly a plane. Because you got to be able to reach the pedals. Absolutely incredible what they're doing. So continuing with the article, the initiative, thank you, Pete Buttigieg, by the way. The initiative is part of the FAA's diversity and inclusion hiring plan, which claims diversity is an integral to achieving FAA's mission of ensuring safe and efficient travel across our nation and beyond. Really? That's safe? 
Having someone who's got psychiatric problems or epilepsy is safe? What if the guy has a seizure while he's flying the plane? The FAA's website shows the agency's guidelines on diversity hiring were last updated on March 23, 2022. The FAA, which is overseen by Secretary Pete Buttigieg's Department of Transportation, is a government agency charged with and with regulating civil aviation and employs roughly 45,000 people. Now, I want to throw something out at you. Here's the thing. They don't want you flying. The leftists do not want you traveling. They don't want you flying. They don't want you driving a car. Is this for diversity of uh, diversity and inclusion, or is this to make it so that you tell people this and they stop flying? I don't know. We already hear, you know, you're not supposed to take a plane. Well, I mean, John Kerry, the climate czar, or former climate czar, he could fly all over the place in a private jet because he's important. Again, the elites. The I can tell you one thing. The elites are not going to be flying in a plane by somebody who has got mental problems and epilepsy or is a dwarf. I guarantee that's not going to happen. But what happens to you doesn't matter because you shouldn't be traveling in the first place. Absolutely incredible. I can't, this administration needs to go away. They are all terrible. And all this crap needs to be reversed. I'll even go a step further. The FAA should be eliminated from the face of the earth. The FAA, the EPA, the IRS, the CIA, the FBI, all of those three-letter letter bureaucracies should be eliminated from, from the United States and built, and if they need to be, built over. Homeland Security is another one. Get rid of them all. Because all they're doing is effing up the country. All right, I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Sheen, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.